Everything is beautiful with you and with yours. This is Strange Talk with Doc. I'm your host, Doc, and I want to kick this bad boy off. I might have some callers. I don't know. I might not have any callers. It does not really matter to me. But if they call, that's a beautiful thing. So I don't want to sound that, you know, bad on that angle. But I knew that I wanted to start a little early because I want to talk about some things that more than likely my callers won't have any interest in. I listened to Alanis Morissette's new album called Such Pretty Folks in the Road. And I'm going to tell you now, this is an outstanding album from Alanis. It's been a long time since I've heard from her, but she has some very good songs on here. I literally listened to some of these songs two or three times because I enjoyed them so much. Ablaze was fantastic. Smiling was great. The Reasons I Drink, Diagnosis, Missing the Miracle, Reckoning, Nemesis, and Pedestal. Uh, one of the songs actually made me think of my mother. And the, the name of that song was, uh, what was this one? I have to look. It was called The Blaze. And uh, you could check the song out. She has it on YouTube. It's all over the place. Or, you know, I guess if you want to support her financially, you can download or just buy the CD. But the song is called The Blaze. You could even read the lyrics if you like. And it's a, a mother telling her children she wants to keep the fire in their eyes going, even when she's gone. And it really touched a deep place in me. I also listened to The Psychedelic Furs, Made of Rain. They have a new CD out. And they had some very good songs. I had briefly listened to this yesterday and didn't give it much of a chance. So I said, you know what? It's very quiet. It's 3.30 in the morning. I got my headphones on. Let me listen to this and give this album a fair chance. And what I did, I've actually appreciated the Psychedelic Spurs because it's been a long time since they've been out there also. They have a song on there called The Boy Who Invented Rock and Roll. Very good. Don't Believe. Wrong Train. Ash Wednesday, Come All Ye Faithful, and another song called No One. So I would highly recommend both Alanis' album and the Psychedelic Furs. Women have kicked ass in 2020 by releasing some great albums. I'm going to say Fiona Apple, Taylor Swift, and Alanis Morissette, all phenomenal albums. I did not get a chance yet to see the Beyonce movie album. And uh, maybe later on this week, I will check that out. I also know that Black Thought has a new album, and Chinsey has his first album out in like 13 years. But I just wanted to get those things out of the way because I knew that my callers, they don't listen to what you would call rock or folk or, for the most part, a lot of white artist music. But I'm diverse. I listen to anything and everything. I enjoy all music. I'm a drummer. I love music. Uh, I love music of all kinds. If it's a good country song, I could even listen to that. So I'm an international music listener. Even stuff, languages I don't understand have been known to listen to their music. Now, this uh, this show, I want to really talk about how much are you willing to gamble on something that you're not completely sure of? And you say, what, what are you talking about, Doc? What I mean is lately people have been putting their money, their mouths, 
their reputations and careers on the line for things that they are not completely sure of the reason. And a lot of young black artists, per se, entertainers, have done this over the course of the last couple of weeks. And I'm wondering, what are you personally willing to gamble everything that you have, your reputation, your standing, your job, your financial security on something that you have not fully invested in, something that you have not done your due diligence on. And I think that's a very foolish thing to do, but we'll get deeply into that later. So Trump surprised my Yankees. I had talked about this briefly and actually even put one of the clips from the show on YouTube about this. The Yankees said they really had no knowledge of Trump talking about throwing out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium. And he really did it just out of jealousy of Dr. Fauci because he threw out the first pitch for the Washington Nationals. And you know what? For a 73, 74-year-old man to conduct himself in this manner makes zero sense. I really, really hate the way he conducts himself. I mean, he's the president of the United States of America, and he, he conducts himself a lot of times in a very childish manner. And we deserve better. We deserve better as a people. We deserve better as a country. Internationally, they deserve better to have to deal with somebody who is acting this way. And now let me shamelessly plug something that I am doing. I started a Facebook page called Black Golfers. And I would love if you would come to this page, that you would download your videos, that you would post your pictures, your scorecards, talk about your experience as a black golfer, female or male in America. I don't care if you're a young up-and-comer, if you're a long-time weekend duffer, it does not make a difference. I posted some stuff on uh, Instagram. I got some good feedback. I posted some stuff on my normal Facebook page, and I got some good feedback. But I want to start this group up, and I'm really looking for administrators and members to come in and help me build this. The more groups, the better. I am not knocking anybody's group. I think that it's fantastic that there are groups out there. I want the narrative change. That's all I'm trying to do. The more of a scene with a club in our hand, the more a young black person will say, this is for me. When they see people who look like themselves out on golf courses, it will influence them. It will give them enthusiasm that this is a game that they also can play. And maybe you can help teach. Maybe you can donate clubs, some young guy or young female out there that's just starting and they don't have the financial means because everybody thinks that this is some kind of rich person or upper middle class. And it's not. There are public courses out there where people have little to no money I mean, I've seen people be able to play 18 holes for $20, $30. So, like I said, once again, I, I'm just looking for your support if you can. I don't care if you're not going to be a long-term member. Just drop by, join, leave a picture or two, and move on. And if you like what you see, stick around because I am hoping that one day that this grows into not anything that I ever make a dime. This is not about money. This is a, not even about an ego. This is about somebody. I wish somebody would have been there to tell me when I was younger. This is a game I picked up when I was already working on Wall Street and I was introduced to this game 
by nothing but white guys. Nothing but white guys. So my experiences playing golf have only been with white men. I have never played a round of golf with another black person. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. It sickens me and it saddens me. And it's not because I don't know black people. My world is a black world per se. But it's just that all the people that I grew up around, all the people that I call buddies, all the people that I would hang out with, they perceive the game as a strictly white guy game. They look at Tiger, they don't even see a black person, they see a black, white dude. So getting them to the course, getting them even to a driving range has been virtually impossible for me in over 25 years. It's not your story, and I am happy that your story is not my story. But we don't all have the same stories. And that's just the way that goes. And I appreciate you listening to my rant once again, but this means a lot to me. So I am going to keep hyping this. I'm going to keep talking about this. And I'm just going to say to to you now, peace and thanks once again. So coronavirus right now, the cases worldwide are 17.8 million. Let that digest for a second. 17.8 million. 684,000 deaths worldwide. We got 4.6 million cases here in America and over 153,000 deaths. Outrageous. I mean, it doesn't seem to go away. Every time that we get this corona down a little, it seems to be rising again. Um, it's, it's crazy to me. So the FDA said on Wednesday they are open to having these at-home kits that's going to be fast, cheap, and entirely can be done at home. I don't know about you. I have yet to have a COVID-19 test, but I have not felt any effects. I have not been ill, thank God. I have not been feeling anything that they would consider a symptom of COVID-19. My wife has not. So, so far, we've been good. We've been doing our social distancing. We come home. We clean anything that we came from outside with. We we wear masks at all times. And I am um, just hoping that you stay healthy, that you stay well. Now, I want to talk about what have you learned about yourself during COVID-19. And if anybody calls in, this is going to be a question I'm going to post to them. And I'm going to give them the floor. But since I have the time right now, I'm going to talk about it. One, I learned that I like to bake, that I learned to bake some things. So I, you know, I guess I got caught up in the bullshit and I started baking my own like breads and biscuits. And it's been fun. And I do it like once a week. And so it's a good thing. That's one thing I learned. I also learned that I still love to learn. I love to study. I love to get new information and learn new things. I have also reinduced myself to music on a grand scale because we've lost television for the most part. A lot of everything that we're seeing is reruns for the most part. So I've reintroduced myself to CDs. I have been listening to music. If you listen to Strange Talk with Doc, I have done reviews after reviews after reviews of new CDs that have dropped from all kinds of artists. 
from music that I don't even normally listen to, and we talked about that earlier, to music that I'm very accustomed to listening to. So I, it's been a beautiful thing, not the COVID, not the staying at home, not the isolation, not the normal not being able to do things, because I would have been on vacation already and been home by now. That I miss. But I do know that I have learned a couple of other things. We cannot trust our government. The bad information filters down from the media, the White House, that you have to do your part to figure out what makes sense and what does not make sense. I learned that people are irresponsible. I should have known this before, that they will not stay home. People are not comfortable in their own skin enough to stay in their own home and isolate and social distance. Things of that nature. Who we got calling in? Good morning. This is Bones. Hey, Bones. Glad to hear from you, brother. Good. You too, bro. How's things? Everything is pretty good, man. I'm I'm just sitting here, and I, I made myself a promise. And I'm going to shut up, and I'm going to ask you a question. And it's a simple question, or it could be a hard question. Depends. And it's what have you learned either about yourself or in general, any hobbies, anything that you have learned recently during this COVID-19 outbreak? Well, um, I've been learning to play Mr. Fix-It. There's a, I've been going, I've been on YouTube a lot, and there's some things that, some projects like uh, my lawnmower. I'm not a country guy. I'm a straight city guy. So I've gone online and, you know, tackled these projects uh, with, you know, YouTube, thank God, you know. And, uh, you know, so I'm more inclined to, like, of course now, you know, fix things uh, that I normally would just go take it to the shop someplace. And then there's some things that are, like gardening, well, my wife started it actually before I did, so that's her thing. So I said next year I'll do something, you know, more back to nature, holistic, and um, and and that, that's pretty much it. And also to family time, you know what I mean? Because I remember as a kid, um, we was family; nobody was going anywhere. It was pretty much uh, really tight, so we was eating dinner. We're eating dinner every day together as a family at 7 o'clock every day. Let the kids talk about uh, whatever things they got going on in their life or whatever. You know, so it's actually really been really good, kind of like taking it back. Okay, that's a beautiful thing. I'm glad you brought up something I forgot, and that's pretty important in my dialogue, is that I learned that I love fruit. I was not a responsible adult. I did not eat the proper amount of fruit. But since COVID-19, I'm a fruit junkie. I eat a lot of fruit. Daily basis, you know, the old apple a day keeps the doctor away type thing. So I'm, I'm digesting a lot of fruit, which I wasn't normally doing. And I also learned another thing, and it's a very sad thing. Like I said, I think our government does not treat us properly There are a lot of people, and fortunately, I'm going to speak for Bones, and if I'm wrong, he can correct me directly. We're not in the position that we are uh, struggling to eat every day. So stimulus checks 
and this extra 600 is not make or break for me. And I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate that way. But the government playing around and not allocating funds to the people, their constituents, to make sure that people are in a position to eat and pay their rent. I mean, they said something like 23 million people face eviction by September 1st. That is right around the corner. That is right around the corner. And they have to debate all day and all night if they want to give a second stimulus. And we're talking $1,200. That is nothing. What are you going to do with $1,200? Okay, $1,200 extra is fine. But what are you going to do if that's the only $1,200? True. You know? I got a check back from my car insurance. I think they gave me $18 or something like that because they figured you ain't driving as much. But you know what? It's not like I just didn't go to the mailbox this morning and pick up a brand new bill from my insurance company. You know what, Mike? Yes, the, 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 that, that I was just telling somebody yesterday that about that $1,200, it's equivalent to I hit the number and then I say, hey, doc, here's your dollar back. But I'm going to take this $3 trillion and put it in my pocket, but I'm going to give you a dollar to yeah, let it allow me to play the number. It's, it's really a travesty because when people keep talking, again, the, the $600 a week for, for most people, it's not even enough to pay your um, monthly expenses. It's just really just the tides over because you got some people who are making, you know, well over that, you know, the American, uh, you know, standard for what they consider, like almost like that's really almost like below poverty, poverty level, damn near, you know, the six hundred dollars, and people need that. And also too, it created. A th- just imagine if they didn't have the stimulus when it when they did it, it would have been chaos here because this, you can't even get food some places. You can't even get basic supplies. And um, and you're playing around with people's thing. I think Mitch McConnell or one of those guys said 600. I mean, the stimulus will last you for three months. Man, please. That stimulus is, is not doing nothing. If that, that's the thing that you think is going to be the make or break deal, you want some trouble, big trouble. Yeah, and then we're going to wonder why there's going to be anarchy. I mean, you got the country in enough of an uproar because November 3rd is coming and we need the right thing to happen. We need our country depends on it. I mean, this shit, no, no, put it this way. If somebody is not voting, early voting or stepping to a poll on November 3rd, I don't even want to fucking know you. You are so irresponsible. I don't even, I don't, I'm not telling you how to vote. But this is the biggest vote of your entire life, and there's no excuse for anybody to not vote. If you're listening to me, and guys, I found out something very weird. Before I get to you, that's you, Nat, right? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, man. Good to have you. I don't know why, but I checked this morning. 25% of my listening audience is from Australia. Now, thank you, guys and gals in Australia. But I find it weird that 25% of my audience is from Australia and another 8% is from Ireland. Uh, I don't mind you listening in, and I appreciate you listening in. I just 
said that because I thought it was kind of a weird thing. But, you know, it's it's nice to be a little bit international, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Now, I'm going to post the same question that I just, I answered, Bones answered. So this is going to be net boy, people. And what I mean by this question is, have you picked up any hobbies? Have you learned to do anything new? What have you learned or what have you learned about yourself during the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, I think the only thing I picked up, well, not the only thing, but one of the most beneficial things I picked up is investing my money. Uh, there were so many things that I didn't know about that I took time to learn, especially about uh, real estate and stuff like that, that actually helping right now and, and so I think anybody if you got the time or if you listening this is the perfect especially if you're working from home this is the perfect time to, to sit down and pick up some videos or books on how to do something you're interested in yes I um like I said I become a baker I uh I just got into this baking thing the first time it was a real flub by now I know the mixtures the ingredients but i i love to learn i love to learn i want to write and i've been thinking about doing this for years i want to write a full album drums nothing but drums no guitar because if my wife got me a guitar and i suck at it i mean i stink i can't sing a fucking lick but i love i love my drums i love drumming and i want to do a full, I'm talking 45 minutes of original drum beats. Because because I can sing, I can make my drums sing. And I can speak through that. A lot of things that I can't speak, I can make them come to life when I'm playing the drums. And I consider myself a pretty good drummer. Two things God blessed me with was he made me a pretty good drummer and he gave me a decent amount of intelligence. So I'm happy with that. I'm very happy with that. Now, I was I was saying this before you guys called. This is kind of the gist of what I want to get to today. Is how much are you willing to gamble on something that you're not completely sure about? I mean, would you gamble? And I, this is to both of y'all. Would you gamble your career, your reputation, and a chance to have a livelihood to publicly social media or any otherwise argue on subjects that you have no expertise in? Absolutely not. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that either. Okay. So we've had, and I, and I got to speak on this because it bothers me and it seems like it's a, a rash of young black men doing this. First, we had uh, Deshaun Jackson. Stephon Jackson or Stephen Jackson. Then we had uh, Nick Cannon. And then last week, we had this brother who's a rapper from England. His name is Wiley. And Wiley went on a rampage on Twitter. I mean, a rampage. He had to have 40 tweets that were violations. Back to, I mean, just like he would say something that would make it and then the next seven would be violations. And I just want to school some people. And this is from my personal knowledge, right? And then on top of it, 
the national president from Philadelphia of the NAACP, the National Association for the Advancement of Color People, which I hate that word, color people. Can we change it? Don't ever fucking call me colored. Can we change that to black people at some day in time? Things do move on. NAACP does good work, but they need to change that name. So this guy, Rodney Muhammad, he posts these anti-Semitic tweets, right? The same shit that Wiley does. And it's all, anybody who's ever studied the Bible in totality knows that these come from two passages, Revelations 2.9 and Revelations 3.9, where they talk about the synagogue of Satan, right? But if you have never read the Bible from the word in to the word amen, which is the first word and the last word, if you've never done it, this is not a book that you should be posting things online about. And 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 it's destroying careers. This dude had a good career going, Wally. He just released two albums this month that I reviewed, and they were both outstanding. And now he's been dropped from his record label. He's been dropped from his management group because these guys are caught up in calling Jews the synagogue of Satan. But you got to read the entire book. You got to have some kind of foundation. And if you want to read the book, man, it's 66 books or 66 chapters. Or sometimes it could be 81, depending on what Bible you pick up. There's 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. It's 807,000 words. Read it and then come up with something that establishes what you say to back up your argument. You can't just post Jews of this or blacks of that and then have no ground to stand on. So these guys are gambling careers, man. You can't be you can't be the president of the NAACP and say racist shit when black people were asking people not to be racist towards us. You can't do it. You just cannot do it. And right. I'm not and especially Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, especially mm. when Jewish especially when Jewish is is a it's a religion. Anybody can be a Jew. So who are you specifically directing your diatribe towards? You know, like yeah. they, the people are made Jewish like it's a, a race, it's a culture, but it's not. It's just a religion. Yeah, and, 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 and like I said, if you get down to the gist of the shit, because if I was to have a debate or any kind of conversation with any of them who believe this, I'm telling you, it's from those two passages. I've done my studies on this. And this is where it comes from. Revelations 2.9 and Revelations 3.9. I wouldn't put this out on the air where thousands of people could hear it to put myself in a position to chump myself. I have done it. I know what I talk about. I was right about how many words is in there, how many books are in there. And I have studied this book from end to amen over and over and over again. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm reading now. I find the Bible to be the, I'm not a religious person, so I don't want anybody to get that misconstrued. But I have never picked up a book that has been more intriguing than this book. 
this book has everything from horror to science fiction to murder, rape, robbery, you name it. Come shit, if you like the walking back, walking dead, think about it. Jesus came back from the dead. Several people were brought back from the dead. So it has everything that you can think of other than what I would call comedy. There's not a lot of comedy in there. That much I'll give you. Matter of fact, I can't really find anything where I sit back too much and say that was funny. But these guys need, you can't get words, you know. Here's this thing. And Bones would know about this firsthand. A lot of these guys, they go to prison and they get, we have this word now, woke. So they get woke, but without doing the studies themselves. They have these meetings and the leader tells everybody in the meeting what they're supposed to know. And then they run with it. And they run hard with it. You know, and, and, and then you get these bastardized religions and these bastardized um, forms of thinking that don't make sense. Me personally, I don't give a rat's ass. I work for many Jews. I have yet to have a Jew try to convert me to Judaism. And it's never happened in my entire life. Never once have I been invited to their synagogue, one of their uh, holy day dinners or nothing. Shit, they want you to do your work and leave them the fuck alone. For the most part. You know, and I ain't inviting them to no barbecues either. <laughs> you know, so that, that kind of goes both ways, you know. So we got this rad bastard, man. He, Trump can't even show up to uh, Lewis's uh, funeral, his memorial service. I think that's as low as it goes, man. That that that, you know, this ain't the first time. I think he play tick for tat. He's like, oh, he ain't show up to my State of the Union in my inauguration. I ain't fucking with him. I'm not gonna go to this tick for tat. That's the type of president he is. Yeah, and McNanny or whatever her name is, McEnany, Caitlin, she's a real piece of garbage. She said, oh, basically, we threw him a bone. We lowered the flag. So that's that. That's all you get. Mm-hmm. And people really need to really look at what's going on with Lewis. John Lewis left a bill that he's been trying to get passed for 27 years that has to do with us and voting. You know, nobody has signed that bill. You know, and I'm kind of ashamed of Obama that Obama didn't sign, get these people to sign this fucking bill, man. These voters, right? We, You know, people think that the right to vote is all squared away, but there's still shit that they could do to suppress the vote. Yeah, but the problem is it's been sitting on McConnell's desk. It can't even get to the president. But you know what? They gotta fight. This is this is vote right now is life and fucking death, man. I I I'm, I can't make it. I, I can't stress it any more than I'm stressing it. We are in a situation where if certain things don't happen, I don't want to even put this out there. Even though I ain't one of those, you know, witch doctor juju kind of people. Say the worst case scenario happens. November 4th, we wake up and Orange is still president. 
What happens to our country? Do we just burn this motherfucker to the ground? I mean, what happens? What's next? We can't have... You can, we can't have four years of this. It's impossible. Can you handle four more years of this shit? Oh, I don't I want to. Yeah. Definitely wouldn't want to. Okay, but see, we're not talking irrational. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to think about the irrational people that are out there. You don't think anarchists will run wild? The people wouldn't capitalize on this. I mean, he's already shown us he don't give a fuck. He's he's been blatantly racist from the White House. You don't think that he would even be he would even double down on his racism? Oh, absolutely, and also too with the uh, enacting um, federal troops um, into cities when that's not even their function. But. Yeah, he would definitely double, triple, quadruple down on that nonsense. It would, yeah, it would yeah, be it, definitely, uh, um, it would be almost like a civil war, an uprising within in states, because he, he sets that, that tone for that. Thank you. You got my point. And that's what I'm, I'm going at. It would be anarchy. I think we would have anarchy. We would never be, I mean, we're a banana republic now, but it would get worse, man. It would get to the point where... It's like, um, what the fuck? I mean, he you got a president who's sitting there, and he's, what did he say the other day? I'm happy to inform all the people living this suburban lifestyle dream that you will no longer be bothered by having low-income housing. I mean, mm-hmm. how do you say something like that? Basically, you know, I'm living in the suburbs. Where I live, can't I get do. no more. If I got any more fucking suburbs, it'd be the country. But on the outskirts of all this nothingness, if they build some affordable housing, why would I care? Why the f- would I care? What does it got to do with me? First of all, they would still have to be able to afford to pay the tax. They would have to be able to drive back and forth to where they're going. Because one thing about suburbs as opposed to city living, transportation stinks. If you're Amen. not driving... If you're not driving, man, you cannot rely on buses. I mean, you could barely rely on cabs, man. I mean, damn. Net, I ain't joking, man. To get a cab where I live might take you 40 minutes. Because there's no cab services nearby. They're like, all you motherfuckers drive. So what do we need to have a, a local cab place for? You know? That statement that he made, it was, it, man, I, unbelievable because um, then you could get um, that just subtle racism with white flight. Uh, oh, the, the the people will come in. They're going to lower your property values. They're going to destroy your neighborhoods. Unbelievable that he could yeah. uh, actually tweet that. Even if you felt that way, it's not something you're supposed to put out in the open. Yeah, but let's not forget, this is the same guy last week, him and his son, who tweets this lunatic uh, Stella Emanuel. Well, I'm going to give her her title. She earned the Dr. Stella Emanuel. You know, her uh, Facebook video about the drugs and she can cure COVID-19. And, 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 I mean, damn, this woman, boy, uh, 
this woman, I don't I don't even know what to say. She said that man is sleeping with demons and she can pray the demons out of you and COVID-19 is just by witch doctors. and I mean, this woman is out there. And he actually gave her a thumbs up. Fauci, he says the middle finger. Her, he gives thumbs up. Yeah. Does anybody that speaks his narrative, he's all for it. You know, and so we lost Kane this week. Uh, Herman Kane dies. Because he wants to spit in the face of COVID. He's 74 years old. He's done a lot of good in his life. But one bad thing he did was sign up with uh, this beast. And now he's dead. Waste. Total waste. You wonder, like, what was in his thinking? You know, I have, a 70, I have some, you know, seniors in my family. And they've taken this uh, COVID um, 19 seriously I mean literally like you are you don't live in my house you're not coming to my house uh, we could talk on the phone we could FaceTime you could buy by my house I'll roll the window I mean pull the window up and I'll talk to you from there but when I mean we're not interacting like that until this is over with and guess what we all respect that we know we drop by we drop stuff off to them but you're not coming inside they're not coming outside either like you know they come in they get their mask on they go where they go and, and that's it this guy Seventy-four years old, and you think this is a joke? It's just unbelievable. Yeah, well, you have these people every week, these families that get together, and then three weeks later, they're they're oh, I'm sorry, I should have listened. You know what? One thing about life, life doesn't give us a rewind. It doesn't give us a do-over. Shit happens in real time. Real consequences happen down the line. But we get to do what we do right then and there. You know how many millions of people say to themselves, I should have wore a condom that day. I should have pulled out that day. You don't get to redo it. It happens. It's real life, and that's how it is. But uh, you know what? I I treat this shit deadly serious, man. I wear a mask everywhere I go. I had to take a COVID test the other day because anytime you go to the hospital, you have to uh take the test that's that's one hell of a test man um if you ever had the uh the flu swab this is like not that i was like god damn it felt like the lady was touching my brain well me personally i went to the doctor uh what was it and i wasn't happy at all monday when i went to get this blood test done about eight weeks ago they did a curbside now they had me come upstairs. And I wasn't happy to go upstairs because it was a room full of people. Yep. Uh, we all had on masks, and the seating had changed. That was positive. But I had three more appointments set up, and I moved them all back, I mean, into October. Because uh, we had a rash here. We broke a record. The next day, Tuesday, we broke a record, something like 1,200 brand new cases in a day. And I was like, you know what? This is bullshit, man. Uh, I'm not going back. And they asked me, "Did you, have you had a COVID test? And I was like, no, I didn't. I figured my doctor was been like, okay, we're putting you on the list. But they didn't do it. So, I mean, and actually they do that curbside here also. The COVID tests are done curbside. You drive up in your car and I guess somebody shoves that shit into your head. And 
you move on. But I have not felt anything. I have not felt an ache, a pain, a cough, anything that they say is uh, close to uh, those symptoms. Yeah. Uh, they just check them to see if, I, like, I had. I went to the hospital for a different reason. They they give you the test, though, because it's mandatory if you enter into the hospital, in the emergency room. So it's just like, I guess they're just trying to protect the nurses, too, because I think if you do come up positive, they put you on a, a COVID floor. Okay, that make, you know what? That makes sense. I, I have no problem. I think the more, I'm not like Trump. The more testing, the better, man. This bullshit about more tests, more positive, that be, that just means somebody was positive that just wasn't tested. So That's why you know. he's just trying to keep his numbers down. So if we test less, there won't be that many positive. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> that don't mean you don't have the virus. That just means you didn't get tested for it. Right. Okay, you got a dumbass kid at home, and if you never give him tests, you never know that he only can score 30 on a math test. So, yeah. you know, he, his rationale <laughs> for things are really stupid. I you mean, remember he, back in the day when people said uh, Bush was dumb? Bush is like a scholar compared to this guy. Oh, no, this guy is uh, on steroids. He's stupid on steroids. I mean, this is a 74-year-old man, I believe who said early this week, nobody likes me. I mean, like a four-year-old, nobody likes. Who the fuck cares? I am one of those people, I never understood that philosophy anyway. I don't give a rat's ass who likes me. How do you? How are you stopping me if you dislike me? That's what I'm more concerned about. Not that hey. you dislike me. I think he's obsessed with his popularity. I was reading something the other day that the whole thing with the first pitch of the Yankees came from him being jealous of Fauci throwing out the first pitch. Yes, oh. I told you. I definitely talked about that earlier. Uh, because Crazy. the Yankees... Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, that's insane. Yeah, the Yankees said that they were completely blindsided. We never invited him. He invited himself. Mm-hmm. Trust me, the Yankees don't want nothing to do with him. New York don't want nothing to do with him. You know what I mean? He's non grata. He's literally non grata. Now, I, I got to speak about this brother just briefly. Uh, you know what? Like I said before, what are you willing to gamble on something that you're not completely sure about or you shouldn't be doing? Why would Kanye put himself in a position this week to almost do voters fraud? By having fake signatures on a ballot, what the yeah. fuck? Nobody's nobody can grab a little bit of control over there. That shit don't make sense, man. You don't do federal fraud, man. I mean, I, I looked at some of the signatures, and I was like, damn. When did he become the most his popular black man with Hispanics in the country? <laughs> Because almost everybody on that list was Hispanic. And they all spelled, you know, they all dot their eyes exactly the same. Which I found weird. And I think that they was like, what is this bullshit? Kanye needs to, you know what, he could use that money to build those domes. And if that's going to do good for somebody and provide housing, then do that, bro. Stay out of the uh, presidential race. You just, you just muddling in the waters. Not that anybody's going to vote for him. Uh, it's going to be some idiots that's going to vote. Um, but it's not going to be many. I mean, if he gets 2 million votes, I think that's a lot. 
I think that's a lot. I don't think there's more than two million total fucking idiots that's gonna vote for him. Yeah, I really don't. Just, uh, two million in Pennsylvania could still fuck the election up for for everybody. No, I ain't saying two million in any state. I am talking no. <laughs> two million countrywide. Two million total fucking fools. People who are gonna do it as a joke. Oh, I went in drunk. I clicked on Kanye. Yeah, and then they're gonna post this shit on Twitter. You know, that's all. Not two million in any state. There's no state in the union that he can get two million votes from. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, the dude, I mean, come on, man. This is still Kanye. He ain't the most beloved dude there is. This ain't fucking Beyonce. Beyonce can get two million in Houston. Or two million in Texas. And I have not seen her uh, video album. Have either of you? Watch like the first maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah. No, I didn't see it. It's good visuals, but uh, it's not. It's not my cup of tea. But yeah, I heard uh, one of the songs, and I was like, "What the fuck is this nonsense?" I'm not getting caught up in it, and I'm tired of her with devil horns and shit like that. I mean, when is that gonna stop with her and Jay? When is that going to stop? But if that's their thing, that's their thing. But every time I turn around, she's always got some kind of fucking devil horns on. And it gets boring after a while. You know what? Some people like to play into that uh, cult of Hollywood thing. And she seems to like to play into it a lot. You know? But you got you got people, man, who some people should be quiet. This Michael Porter Jr., I hope he has parents. And I hope that they pull him to the side and say, baby, you know what? Be careful what you say. He says that the coronavirus is a conspiracy to population control. That's all it's about, population control. And I'm going to myself, where, does he, where, where did he get this from? Yeah, I heard, I heard other people say that when when the death numbers was insane, but... I'm like, dude, some people just, what I say, they find things on YouTube and they just run with it. Yeah, like yeah, somebody, I, like, they'll tie that into Bill Gates and his wife and some other people with um how, then they'll go dive into their family history. I forgot that term that that they use for people who like um population control. And then, like Ned said, people go on YouTube, and then they'll just, oh, this person said this and that. But did you research what he said? Nobody researches anything. So it's basically yep. like we could just come out with a blog and we could just start, talk, even at this show, we could just start talking, quoting crazy shit. And then be like, oh, they said this on the show. They said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But nobody researches it. You just say it. Yeah, and, they and, had um, a video of this, uh, this nurse. This, she's supposed to be an RN. And people was posting, and I'm like, dude, why are y'all, first of all, why are you sending this to me? How do we know, one, she's a nurse? Two, it's millions of RNs out there, so you just telling me this one RN is the, is the know-it-all of everyone? I was like, get, get this bullshit out of here. Yeah, I'm not, you know what? I do my due diligence on everything. Working around lawyers for so long, that's a big, huge word, and you learn that. And you apply it to your regular everyday existence. So before I say anything, I make sure I read 
four or five different things to uh, actually back up what I say. No, I'm going to have my personal opinion. But if I'm supposed to be stating some form of facts, I got to hear this fact from several places before I actually say it. Because once this leaves my mouth, goes through this microphone and gets online, I can't pull it back. I could try to delete it, but this shit right here, when we're talking right now, is going is already feeding out live to people. Because I make it I make it that business that people can listen in without me even knowing. So it's not like I do any editing. So I have to kind of be right about some things. I mean, there's some things that's gonna always be opinion based, but there's gonna be a lot of things that you that are just you know, you got to use facts. You got to use numbers. I like math. And the thing about math is math is not um, math. There's no um, guessing. It's a formula that you follow that will give you the proper answer. There's no two answers to the same question. There's one proper answer. This is not like a, you read a book and four people can interpret it four different ways. One plus one is two. That's the formula that we use. Some idiot could say it's three and a half, but he's going to be wrong every fucking time. You know, he's going to be wrong every single solitary time. But, yeah, that um, thing was called eugenics. <clears throat> but people eugenics love... Is the... Go ahead. No. Eugenics. Okay, you live and you learn. It's a good thing. That's another thing I learned during the COVID. I want to learn several new things per day. Per day, I study incessantly. I spend a lot of time reading, man. I mean, I got to say I read at least three hours a day. At least. So because I'm not bogged down with television, between my meditation and, and fucking reading, man, I, my mind is somewhere else at least four hours a day. And and I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't know where I'm going to get this time when this is over, but I'm going to try to make time. If they say if something's important enough to you, you'll make time for it, right? Absolutely. It's only only the things that's not important you make excuses not to show up for. But Michael Porter Jr., man, you know, to say stuff like that, you got impressionable kids who look up to you and They'll run with it, and then they'll argue with their friends about it. See, the kids ain't got nothing to lose, but Michael Porter has a reputation to lose coming off as an idiot. Population. Who wants? You know, there are so many ways to do population control that we didn't need a COVID. We didn't need to put people that's in their the position of power in jeopardy. They don't have to be in jeopardy. They've tested shit on black people, man, since we've been here. Since we And I'm assuming he means world population, not the United States population. No, no, no. He was just talking about eliminating people from the planet. Not for the betterment of the planet. Not not that it would help with global warming or help financial. It's just somebody came up with this grand idea. You know, this world in the last century and a half has the fail-safe way 
of population control. It never fails, and it has happened at least five times. It's called world wars. You want population control? World War II killed 100 million people. You talking population control? World War II, 350 million people. Civil War in America, a hundred and something thousand people. And this is not including little Mexican-American wars, Spanish-American war, Middle Eastern wars. That's population control, world wars, which they can ramp up any fucking time they want. That's real population control. Not not to say that this... um. This is not a number that's going to stagger the world. 684,000 uh, 684, deaths. What kind of population control is that? I mean, he doesn't even have the numbers to back him. I mean, 684,000 is a lot, but that's not enough to do damage. I mean, we got almost 400 million people in America alone. And 684 thousand died in just America, that still wouldn't do enough to our population. Now, uh, one thing I would like, man, and I, I'm very disappointed at this guy. I'm not going to call him a brother. Is he's a black man. The St. Louis County prosecutor, prosecuting attorney, his name is Wesley Bell. So he's not going to charge Darren Wilson in uh, the Michael Brown shooting in Ferguson. Yeah, so that leaves me... That alone. If you wasn't going to charge him, you should have just, just left it alone. See, but my thing you is know. this, man. He, he took all my faith for Breonna Taylor. What the fuck is going to happen with Breonna in this situation? This is the same guy, man. Same dude. He's running both shows. I always, you know, I always felt like they, they, that the Brianna one wasn't, they wasn't going to charge those officers. I mean, this guy, and you know what, the, the dude, Wesley Bell, did something very slick too. He got in the office, right? He had a nice little afro, but because of all this black stuff that's going on, and it happens to be Missouri, where you already have Michael Brown, and now you got Brianna Taylor. All of a sudden, he um, nodded up his afro. So when he's on TV, he's perceived as this down brother. But he has done nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, listen. I, I, I didn't like the way the Michael Brown thing went down. And I'm not liking how long it is. It should not take this long for this Breonna Taylor situation. Either these guys were negligent, they were uh, they were something, and then don't overcharge. Bone said this shit weeks ago, maybe two months ago. Don't charge police with first degree murder. You will never convict them of first degree murder. You got to go as high up as you can without hitting the intent, because. Who says that you left home with the intent to murder that day? Absolutely. Yep. And that's one of the hardest ones to prove. 
I mean, first degree murder, man, you need to have like duct tape and rope in your fucking trunk of your car. But the officer that did do the shooting through the through the closed curtain, definitely. Because any like he could he you shooting blindly, and they still on the. They, I think that one was still on the job. Yeah, this 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 is this is insane. And see, this is that's a part of the powder keg. It's not just the rash of arrest of certain officers. It's what happens when the prosecution doesn't go the right way. Because I think that passive American, the one that let shit roll off his back and just went, oh, man, that that was a bad decision. And he just goes about his work. Now, there'll be retaliation for every time something screws up. And that's the society we live in, especially when we don't have anybody from the White House who could say, you know what, can we have calmer heads prevail? No, this guy... He adds fuels to each fire. He sees a small fire. He wants a bonfire. Because he makes it black and white. You know, he makes it black and white. And this country is this this country has a lot of sensitivity to black and white because it ain't always been good for black. It ain't never been good for black. You know, his whole slogan, make America great again, is an insult to me. It ain't never been great for me. It ain't never no. been great for my grandparents. No, never. So who the fucking 400 and some odd years has it been great for? Not us. I mean, I, I could get into personal stories, but I'm not going to do that. I mean, how it affected, you know, even even colorism affect how people... Being married was illegal in this country. Minute bullshit. Like two people can't even fucking love each other. So, you know, it's, it's insane. So we got, well, before I get to sports, did you watch Last Chance You? Yeah, man. I, I, I don't know what it is with this school. I just can't get into this. This this season, I'm on like episode five, and I still don't give two shits about anybody on the show. Uh, I episode I don't know if it was four or five. That was a heavy one when they were dealing with RJ's family. Uh, RJ's family. His dad. Yeah, grandma and grandpa. I mean, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that's episode I last saw. Okay, well, they are fucked up individuals. They were evil individuals. Uh, I didn't like, I don't like how the junior colleges, JUCOs do in California where there's no home, no no meal ticket, no house. And, I mean, damn, man, those kids, they have to sacrifice too much to play football there. I don't know why any of them didn't decide to go to another state where you have all that taken care of for you. You know, junior colleges provide that shit for football players, man. I don't understand why they stayed. It, it was a weird season. I mean, I'm going to admit, you know, this is the last one. It's over. There'll oh, be no more man. last chance you. It now, just felt like the other other teams have more, like, personalities and stuff. It's just This one didn't seem like they betted it well. Like, it didn't, trans, it didn't transfer to video well. 
Yeah, not just that, man. The hardships. It, it, nobody seemed, other than the uh, Tay Vaughn or Tay Rayshon, his family seems pretty much set. But everybody else looked like they were struggling. I mean, you got one kid. It's hard watching a kid talk about playing football and he's sleeping in his car. I mean, that's a rough story. You know, it's it's hard to adjust the position between him on the football field and him saying, Ma, I didn't eat yesterday. I mean, damn, you don't, we don't want to hear about football players saying, I didn't have dinner last night, Mommy. That's hard. You know, but last chance you did make me think about one thing, man. It made me think about something that's kind of funny, at least funny to me. Kids are out of control. They call everybody and their mama brother, bro. I mean, I can't imagine having a conversation with my mother and calling her bro or my grandmother. Bro, what's for dinner? I mean, bro don't even mean what it used to mean anymore. Obviously, I'm getting old. This just proves I'm getting old. Girls are calling each other bro. It's crazy. Damn. Whatever happened to the love in the word fam and bro? Used to mean if you were fam, cousin, or bro, that person meant something to you. That separated them from just Joe Blow on the street. Now, bro, bro, fam, could be just any fucking body you run into in a grocery store. But that's kids, man. Young people. They do shit like that. And I'm just, that's just me being old and ranting. Because I'll tell you now. I go to the store, the grocery store, gas station or something this week, and some random dude calls me, bro, I'm cutting this shit down, simple and fast. I'm like, no, you don't, man. I'm not your fun fucking bro. You know, why Why don't you save that for somebody you tight with? I'm, I'm Joe Blow. I'd rather be fucking Joe Blow than bro, because you're too familiar with me. Well, Netflix also has the world's toughest prisons. And that was all right season. I mean, you get to see decent jails and really fucked up prisons, man. They had this one prison in Africa where, like, seemed like 60% of all the inmates there are rapists. I mean, that, that, that. And nobody's ashamed of being a rapist. That's the crazy part. Nobody's ashamed. Yeah, I'm a rapist. Yeah, what did you do? Yeah, yeah, I raped some people. What did you do? Yeah, I killed and raped some people. So what the fuck, man? That part of Africa, somebody's got to, there's got to have to be somebody with some popularity that's got to shame these people that this shit is not normal behavior. Now, before we get out of here, guys, sports is back. We got daytime basketball all freaking week long. Daytime basketball. Basketball is actually it's actually pretty pretty well done. A lot of sports should take note. I don't really see the, a big change. It looks a little weird to me with those uh, visual virtual people. I can't I can't take the virtual people, but you know what it reminds me of Olympic basketball. Yeah, yeah I can see I can see that. I'm like with the, the announcers and them pumping noise into the stadium. I'm I'm I'm, I'm actually well I, yesterday when the team got blown out by like 20, that was kind of boring. But when it's a competitive game, I'm I'm all for it. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to watch uh very, very little because these are two bad teams they got on in the afternoon today. They got the Nets playing the Wizards. Right now I don't care about either one. The Nets ain't got their stars and the Wizards just stink. But I will watch a little while I'm in commercials with my golf. I am a huge golf fan and right now they got the um FedEx St. Jude International Invitational on, so I'll be turning between the two. And I still have UFC from last night. I didn't watch UFC last night. I always watch it the day late. This way I can fast forward. I hate commercials, man. I'm just one of those people who really freaking hate commercials. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that about basketball. We already know baseball is screwed. They, I don't think they're going to finish. Too many yeah, outbreaks. I don't think yeah, I don't think baseball is going to finish this. When your whole team gets COVID, that's messed up. Now, the NBA has almost came out with kind of a report that they're not even going to start next season. See, this is this is how bad we are in shape with this COVID thing. They're not going to start the 2021 season till December. I and that's going that to be in a bubble, too. Yeah, because I, I figured that had to happen because this not, won't end. I think the finals won't show until October. But then, then they'll have over a year off, man. That's a year. Oh, you mean de- December twenty? December twenty one. Twenty one. Oh, yes. The twenty twenty one season won't even start to December of twenty one. Oh, I thought it was December twenty twenty. Oh. No, no, we, we. Oh no, 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 no. I'm wrong. It's going to start in December of this year. Damn. I got that. It's going to start in December, and they're going to try to keep it in the bubble. But here's the thing. It's going to be a hard start because if there's any form of football, football is going to take away attention from basketball. The problem I saw was how – all right, basketball, they was able to do a bubble. I'm like, football may be in the same predicament baseball is in. You can't do a bubble for that large amount of people. There is no and you still have to travel to different arenas. There's no ifs and buts about that. There is no bubble you can do. I, I have this conversation with my wife all the time. It's like baseball and football. Here's two things you just have to picture in your mind. There is no state that has the facilities to have eight games go on at one time. You need NFL quality stadiums to have games go on. There are no stadiums that can do that because you can't have these guys playing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday staggered. The season would never end. Yep. NBA. If you think about it, the NBA is throwing on because they're in this uh, wide world of sports ESPN complex or Disney complex, whatever you call it. They can have five games on a day because I think there's like eight basketball courts in there. Yeah. All they need to do is move the the announcing team from place to place, and this and I think all these places are already cameraed up and everything, so they didn't have to bother. This is perfect for them. Matter of fact, UFC left Fight Island. They did. They're coming back to their uh, home for next week. They have a card next week, and it's going to be back in their uh, Apex Center. You know, people that have centers are doing well. Think about it. The WWE really has not had to cancel a uh, taping, per se. Yeah, they they, 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 they 
They low on talent. <laughs> Listen, I actually have no problem uh, with the product that they're putting out because I think the women are doing such a fantastic job. Uh, oh, yeah, they're carrying us. They're carrying the show. Sasha and Bailey every week. But my wife's not a huge wrestling fan, but she watches Sasha and because she'd be like, what are these two lunatics going to be up to this week? And it's actually they're enjoyable. I didn't even know Bailey had that in her. But they are enjoyable. And then, you know, only a woman could say this. Damn, she wears her club clothes. I wonder what that girl wears when she really goes to the club. Sasha's clothes? <laughs> He said, what the fuck she be wearing? See, I wouldn't even think about that, but that's what she says. Oh, what did what wonder what she wears when she really goes to the club? But um, you know, at least we got basketball. And it is real basketball. I mean, it's real basketball. Yeah, I never used to like uh I never was a big Spurs fan, so I never really watched Kawhi Leonard play until like last year's uh playoff run. This guy, I mean, this guy hits fucking shots from everywhere. I'm like, I've seen special talents before. I'm like, this guy looks like he doesn't fucking miss, and he plays both sides of the ball. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I don't think people he, talk uh, about him enough, maybe because he's so quiet. He hurts me. He hurts me in a place that uh, I've never been hurt before. Nobody <laughs> in the history of the Spurs has left the Spurs, not in the prime of their career while things are going good, the Spurs were a championship quality team with Kawhi Leonard. He obviously didn't get along with LaMarcus. He didn't get along probably with Pop. And I'm not going to, you know, I got to always grab myself before I go to any rumor mill because I don't want to go. I wasn't there, so I'm just guessing people. But when he didn't resign, when he got hurt, we were beating, I remember that game. We were winning by 25 points against OKC that day. That was going to be a victory. Maybe we would have beat them in that series. Because people, for, uh, the Spurs are the most disrespected team in the history of sports in America. They had just won the fucking championship in 2014, went to the finals in 2013, and they were in a conference championship that year. But then Kawhi got hurt and he could never come back. And what he played nine more games for the Spurs after that, or 19 more games in his career for the Spurs. So I, I'm going to always love Kawhi for helping to get a championship and go into a championship. But how it ended, man, oh, man, that's. To me, one of the sickest feelings that I've ever had being a fan. Because I believed he was going to stay. I want, I wish I could sell you LaMarcus and he could make him sit in front of your door for two bags of potato chips. Bon ton potato chips. did they have any conversation when they brought in LaMarcus with him? Well, they gave, here's the thing that killed me, man. They gave LaMarcus more money. They had him at the end of his contract and then gave him another $72 million. Yep. Because LaMarcus ain't even in the bubble. This dude, oh, I'm injured. I'm out. And this was before the seat, before COVID. So, 
I don't know, man. I, and I have no faith in Lamar because he, he he just don't come hard when he needs to come hard. Because we needed him in that series after uh, Kawhi went down and he disappeared instead. He disappeared instead. So, people, before I get out of here, I just want you to think about this. Think about what are you willing to gamble before you get involved with something that you're not 100. You don't have to be 100 percent knowledgeable about a subject to interject on a subject. But you should know enough about it where you don't drown yourself. You don't jump in a fucking ocean if you never learn to swim. Learn to swim before you jump in oceans, man. Don't put yourself out there on social media or at your job by saying something out of the side of your neck that might cost you everything. Because this day and age, it could happen. Even to a small person, it could happen. Ned, didn't you tell me that now jobs check you, uh, your social media activity before they actually do hiring? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we far, a, it not it is not it, we. I'm talking lawyers too, because we had a lady who got interviewed, and the manager was like, "Oh, she's a nice singer." And I'm like, "How you found out she was a singer?" She said, oh, "I just did, did a Google search, and the first thing popped up was her YouTube account." Okay, then. So, be careful what you are willing to gamble. If you're willing to gamble it all to make a point or to state some case, and it's worth everything in your life then that's the risk you're willing to take. But don't blindly take no risk that you shouldn't, especially on false information. Net is a good one for saying that these people run with YouTube videos, people run with conspiracies. But don't make a conspiracy take food out of your baby's mouth. Make Let it stand on some kind of solid ground, man. Please, do yourself that favor. Just do yourself that favor. And I've basically... I'm wrapping up now because I got nothing else, guys. You got anything, Nat? No, I don't have nothing. Bones, you got anything? No, no, no. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you people, come to my golf Facebook page, Black Golfers. Please come support me. I put up some videos of me actually swinging some clubs. And I got some good feedback, like I said, and I want more feedback, and I want people to join in. And because uh, I have not joined anybody else's group, but I've had a lot of conversations with other people, which is pretty good. A guy emailed me this morning about a golf TV, black golf TV uh, station he started up, and I want to support him, but I'm going to ask him for permission before I can actually promote it here. And so Ned, I didn't know. Yeah, it's Black Golfers TV. Uh, Ned, I don't know if you heard that I said this to, I think it was Bones. Uh, 25% of this audience is fucking Australian, man. Oh, yeah, I heard it. And and uh, it was some from Ireland as well. 8% from Ireland. I'm, I'm just wondering uh, what they get out of this. They just want to peek into America. They want to hear some black people's opinion about what's going on in the good old USA. Fuck up shit that's going on. Yeah, well, you know, some people like to they like to point fingers and laugh. Remember that character on The Simpsons, the little fat kid? Yep. He would point his fingers. <laughs> and I guess that's where we are right now. We we're the fucking laughing stock. But people, Net Boy, Bones, you brothers, stay healthy, stay safe, man. And I hope to hear from you guys again. And everybody out there, I'm gonna tell you like I tell you each 
and every single time. Peace to you and peace to yours. Gentlemen, walk easy. Have a good one, fellas. Yes, yes. Okay.